What is up, everyone? Welcome to the ACS podcast. My name is Adnan Shafi, and I'm going to be your publicity officer for this year. And we're just going to briefly introduce the committee. But before we do that, our podcast today is about Black History Month. Is it worth it or not? Let's start off with Laura as well. Please tell us a bit about yourself and what you're going to be talking about in this podcast today. Hi guys, I'm Laura. I am the president of ACS this year. Um, Today's podcast is going to be about, like Adnan said, Black History Month, our experiences with Black History Month growing up as most of us Black Brits and how Black History Month has impacted our lives, if it has. Wonderful. Um, We can go to Oluchi now. Tell us a bit about yourself. Hi, my name is Oluchi and I'm the ACS secretary. Um, I don't know what else to say. I know that's okay. Uh, what about you, Tega? Um, hey guys, my name's Tega Mesa. I'm the vice president this year. Um, yeah, I'm just excited to have this kind of interesting talk and see where it goes. Really. Nice. Let's finish off with Lisa and get started. Hi, I'm Lisa. I'm the welfare officer this year, and I'm just excited to get to it and have a great year. Wonderful, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. So let's get right into it. Uh, Black History Month. Uh, one of the main things I want us to discuss before we get into the sort of nitty gritties is obviously why do we even need a Black History Month? I'll probably just start by giving off my sort of views. I feel like over time there's been this sort of perception that African history or pre-colonial African history does not exist. And most people think that our history as Black people started with slavery and ended with the civil rights movement. And obviously for me, when it comes from that perspective, I mean, it's such a narrow way of thinking and it sort of just paints black people as some sort of victim and it never tells our stories or successes uh, before colonialism and slavery in itself. And that's why I feel like it's so important for Black History Month to actually be a thing because no one's ever been able to tell our story right. And anyone else want to add to that? Yeah, I would even say um, growing up in England or growing up in the UK, you don't really, I don't even know about my parents' history. I couldn't tell you who, like, my great-grandparents were, or I couldn't tell you anything about Nigeria pre-1960s, to be honest. So I think we're we're taught this very, like, narrow-minded, England was the best, uh, slavery was this little blip in England's history, but everything is fine now. We're not taught about any real history apart from what they want us to know. Mm, Yeah. And Tega, I believe you had something to say as well. Uh, yeah, for me, it's more um, it's more like a celebration of of our culture, of where I'm from. Um, so yeah, because I am from a small um, town in Wales, um, I was one of the very or, or one of the, if not the only black person in my year. Um, so growing up, kind of, I knew where I was from. I knew who I was. I was like, yeah, my name is Organetegu Oinkarbi. Oinkarbi and Mesa, I'm Nigerian. But what does that mean to me really, like on a day-to-day basis? I was very, very, um, I'd say insecure about where I was from. And yeah, I didn't really like share that, um, my heritage and my culture much. But at least like now, like with Black History Month, like getting to know a bit more about my culture and stuff, I've very much... Um, I'm more proud of where I come from and, yeah, very more comfortable to kind of display that, really. So I think that's what it kind of boils down to for me more, really, yeah. Yeah, no, I totally I totally agree with you. 
Um, and I, I mean, I've never really been in that perspective. I think it's very interesting as an African, as someone who went to class with, let's say, like it was 90% Black students. Just hearing that perspective for me is very interesting. Um, did anyone else want to say something, Lisa? What did you have to add to this? Um, well, I had like the complete, like, I'd say not opposite experience, but like my school, it was, it was predominantly white, but um, there was like a group of Black people. And like, I, those are just my friends. Like, it was just like, instead, just like, we're all Black let's be friends and then (laughs) so like I knew I had like that thing like around me but I think it was a thing of again like history and stuff like it was always okay so today we're gonna learn about Egypt and we're gonna learn about yeah the Egyptians and the pyramids but most of what we talked about was like the black plague and like British history and you don't you don't know anything about like your own heritage like I'm from Zimbabwe and I didn't even know that Zimbabwe used to be called Rhodesia and like I only found that out like a few weeks ago and like, wow. that's like quite yeah. a big part of like, like my history and my heritage, and I didn't know it because nobody's ever like taught me. And it's yeah, yeah. No, I think I mean I'll just add something to that. I think what's even worse is not like the fact that you know about colonial. You didn't even know about the colonial history, right? But not even that. Before that, eight hundred years ago, for example, there used to be civilizations of Great Zimbabwe and also Mapungubwe. And they were literally building stone structures, the largest stone structures south of the Sahara. And the people of Mapungu, we had so much gold that they were trading oh, even wow. with the Chinese through the Swahili coast. Wow. And like, like, you know, hearing all of this right now, I just feel like I've been lied to when I, when I found <laughs> all of this stuff out. And it's like, I feel like this also just tells Black people, like, you know, it's actually like a myth that people are sort of circulating around that, you know, Africa was just, you know, people living in mud huts and there were savages until the Europeans came and civilized them. And it's not just one person I'm hearing this from. It's literally like many, many people that are saying this. Yeah, yeah it's quite, quite unfortunate. I thought... What about you, Tigger? Um, yeah, yeah, just going off, going off the mud huts thing. I remember there was a time, um, uh, I think it was the last time I was going to Nigeria. Um, my dad um, was just talking to the people in his office, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going back home to Nigeria." And um, <laughs> one of his coworkers was like, um, "Oh, um, I've heard that um, you guys still live in like tree huts there. I'd be really interested to see what it's like. Could you like I'm take pictures? Wow, tree huts. Like Tarzan. It's like, could you take pictures and stuff? And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll take pictures." Not knowing, you know going back home means I'm going back to like a 10 bedroom house you know what I mean like every room is en suite yeah so he took the pictures of it oh sorry he took the pictures of it showed my um or showed his um co-worker and instead of just instead of uh the co-worker being like oh okay Africa maybe might be a bit more civilized than he thought he was like oh is your family into like draw is like are you Mm? Uh? what Nah. Like, have your asthma. <laughs> the black yeah. people, that's for when it's drug dealing. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, yeah. But, you know, I, yeah, feel, I feel like um, we shouldn't also dispute the fact that some people actually do live in huts in Africa. Like, that is still, um, like, part of the mm. culture as well. So, even though we have, like, all these big buildings, mansions and stuff like that, but we also have, like, the... Um, what's it called the smaller hut but I've um I'm just like I just digress but basically I think that um Black History Month was just 
there was just too much trauma added to it all they talked about was slavery Ooh. all they talked about yeah. was just the bad things that happened with black people every time black history month came about it wasn't something to celebrate it was almost like oh okay now it's time to start talking about slavery now it's time to start talking about all of those things and i feel like um right now we need to be actively trying to um show the um like beauty and stuff about black people and our history and stuff because there's so many things um the guy from um i think mali i think he was like the the mali empire he was the richest man on earth because he traveled a lot around africa but they would never talk about stuff like this because it was a black mm. man so uh, yeah that's what i'm mm. thinking yo i think yeah go ahead Laura. i think even yeah i agree even when we learn about black history we, we the british people we kind of blame it more on america like yeah see what the americans yes, are doing exactly they did this like you guys are not innocent and first of all <laughs> americans are basically british people that rebelled let's start there yes you guys it's are very true was like a innocent thing and even when we talk about the abolishment of slavery they always talk about yeah see english people they had sympathy for africans and they wanted no that's not the case guys like that's what, just be honest. Let's just be honest. And I think when it's really difficult to talk about Black History Month or Black History in general, when we realise how deep colonisation runs in our history. Mm. And I think people pretend that these these things don't still have an impact on us and don't affect our everyday lives. So it's quite hard to have a, a truthful conversation, especially with like British people, because they don't want to admit that there's faults, if that makes sense. Yes, exactly. Yeah. They mm. never want to admit their faults. <laughs> no, I feel like as well, when you learn about it at school, it's like you learn about the British Empire and you learn about it in such a positive light as if they didn't go to these countries and like pillage them, like that these people and steal mm. like everything and like put them into slavery, and put them into, like poverty it's... when they were all thriving before they came. And it, they act as if it's this massive like, positive thing, like, oh my gosh, the British Empire, it was so big and it was so great, and the Romans and da 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 da, like everything was so good. And I'm like, but yeah, no, I think. I'll... <laughs> I, I wanna, yeah, seriously i think it was mehdi hassan who said that terrorism is one of those things that white ancestors have done the most but they never take the credit for it because honestly exactly. like what were you exactly. doing what were you doing um with us here and like i think there's a lot of myths that are sort of like you know being perpetrated by i mean are perpetuated by this whole idea that oh you know it was only after colonialism that people had complex civilizations in africa mm. so people are trying to justify mm -hmm. it right which is extremely, extremely wrong. And people don't even realize, for example, and this is a really interesting thing that I found out, right? A lot of the things like colorism as well that we're dealing with within the black community were also invented by white people. If you look into American slave trade, for example, there's something called the fancy maiden trade yeah. where they literally used to take light-skinned girls who are essentially mixed with white and uh, you know black lineage. And then they would sell them for almost five times the price. And then this, how, this whole fetishization of light-skinned women actually came about mm. and you know the thing is people want us to tell us they want to tell us to forget about slavery all these things but we inherit these things and then also they tell us to forget about slavery yet they want these statues up there explain exactly. the logic exactly <laughs> and i think it's not a difficult concept to understand i think most black people that i know would agree with this is i we're not telling you to forget about your the people you think are great leaders or all of these people even though they were slave owners we're not telling you to forget the great things were done we're just telling you to admit the faults that they had mm -hmm. too they were human that's completely fine the they were they were flawed they had some of them were slave owners slave traders but 
you guys just want to think about the fact that they helped the British economy or they helped do this or they helped do this. It's not a different, it's not a complex idea to just be like, okay, yeah, they did this, but they also did this. Let's let's not forget that even someone like Winston Churchill, okay, yes, he helped win the World War II. However, he had a litany of problems as well. And I think it's just, mm. it's very it's very hard to go to British people and be like, yeah, guys, we're not telling you to, you know, hate them and da 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 We're just saying, admit that they were human, they had very bad faults and they did atrocious things. Yeah. They like, like to, um, they, what's it called? They, it's like the way they forced Germans to admit their faults with the whole World War Two, but then for them, they can't, they can never admit their own fault. And people also say that British people act like, you know, like when you're trying to you're trying to save a fish from drowning, but there was never a problem to begin with. Like that's what they did whenever they came into like all these African countries, thinking that oh yeah, you guys are acting like um, barbarians and everything, you know, doing living in the huts and stuff like that. But it, that's just the way it was. We mm. were fine with it. Like there was, was no happy. yeah, we were calm before you guys said okay. You know, you know, I find. Go ahead, Lisa, oh, no, actually, go ahead. I was ahead. just going to say, like, the same thing, really. Like, they literally act as if, like, you know, like, the white saviour complex, like, yes, oh, like, yeah. exactly. Um, they white everyone, Jesus. like, now yeah. they're civilised because we told them to use a knife and a fork. And it's like, okay, but we were actually doing great. We were actually, we had our, we had our gold, mm. we had all our spices, we had everything, like, our, we had everything. And you're the ones that came and brought your diseases you came and you bought yes, your tuberculosis. <laughs> they brought tuberculosis. That, had, that was never in, um, what's it called, in Africa. HIV was wow. never there before they came UK. and brought it. Wow. <laughs> and then they want to talk about the viruses, the Chinese yeah. viruses. It's like, okay, you're, but you're the, you're the one that started all these viruses when you went around everywhere. Both. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I'll also add to that because, like, when I was doing, like, you know, a bit of studies on African history, like, people can't, people always forget that the first, some of the first universities and the first universities actually came from Africa. So the first one is obviously Al-Qawarian, which is in Morocco. There's Al-Azhar, which was in Egypt. And then there's the University of Sankore, which was in Mali. And Mali was actually popping, by the way. At, in the 14th century, apparently, its population was five times the size of really? London. And they had people that, yeah, five times the size of London. They had amazing scholars. They produced someone like Mansa Musa. Obviously, he owned half of the gold in the world at that time, by the way. And they were basically trading all of these different things with the people. People will never tell you these stories because, I mean, no one wants to, like, look into mm-hmm. them, right? And that's the unfortunate thing. We never get taught these things. So sad. <clears throat> yeah. I will say, though, that in terms of, like, in recent years, and I think in terms of, like, the current political climate, the current, like, racial discourse and everything, I do think that I can see our country trying, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. I do see, you know, more Black people on in like for example in television in news and things like that i do think in my opinion britain in terms of like european countries or america britain to me is one of the best countries to live in as a black person i mean in america let's not even begin with the gun violence the police shootings and all of this i think even at least in britain it's more of like a you know it's more of like the the little things the microaggressions mm-hmm. the things that build up in us but I think I appre- there are like I love being British I love being Nigerian I love being both and I will say that this country has given us opportunities our parents for a lot of us our parents did come here for a lot more opportunities for us and I think it has given us that and when no one is ever going to negate that we're just saying that there is a history that we should still be learning we shouldn't just brush over it we should just kind of learn both yeah 
Yeah, I totally agree with you. And uh, Tigger, go ahead. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I just want to say, with in terms of black, like Black History and Black History Month, do you guys feel that has become like very Americanized, in the sense that you know we learn about Martin Luther King, civil rights movement, all about that, but like you know what really happened in the uk we don't know like what was the history of like where we got to we don't really know do you know what i mean like okay yeah we know about maybe like the wind rush those kind of things but i just feel like there's just so many gaps missing um that we're not getting to and i never got like in school i never i can't even lie to you i probably didn't even know there was such a thing a black history month until i was maybe like old of her i never did it in primary school never did it in secondary school like it was never even talked about so i was like yeah i was very like late to kind of find out about black history month and all that kind of thing so yeah i just want to think about it i I feel like it's because like again um british just needs to the british people just need to own their faults i don't think they didn't think they just thought that um slavery and everything happened in america because of what am I trying to say? Guys, just skip, skip past this. I can't think of I think, anything. I think, I think, I think, I understand where she's coming from in terms of like, I wouldn't even just say British people. I would say the British curriculum, how we're taught. Because I'm not mm. even just saying add on like African history. Let's add on Asian history. Let's add on, we don't talk about the Indian colonization. We don't talk about anything apart from, you know, snip pickets of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and like Harriet Tubman and people like that we don't talk about the great black leaders we had in Britain I know nothing about the British civil rights movement in like the 60s absolutely nothing even like my parents came here in like the late 80s and I'm that to me is still like got hold yes I understand my parents point of view but I don't even know really like how Britain was in like the 80s and like before we were born. To us, it kind of just like started when we were born and like our parents went, like they came here, but it was like, ah, yeah. we don't really know what y'all went through. So I think if it just the British curriculum needs to be broadened so we can actually understand the impact that Britain had, whether that be good or bad, let's just not ignore it and talk about the the conquer, what's his name? Normandy, 1066. That's what oh, I yeah. <laughs> 1066 all the time. I thought that was the Battle of Hastings. Battle of Hastings. Yeah, Battle of Hastings. Hastings. All of these things. And I was just like, we know that. Uh, what's the guy that had eight, six wives? We know all of these things, but we don't know anything about like the curriculum the is very Eurocentric. That's yeah. very Eurocentric. And, and I just think, it, yeah, it would benefit us if we just learned more about the world in general i think we'd be better people if we just had a bit more empathy because i do think the idea of british colonialism still is an effective in britain because i think we still think that our oh, britain is one of the best countries in the world because duh, 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 duh. but it's like let's learn the impact that britain had on other countries and how that affected them and how just to have a bit more empathy it's really not difficult yo i totally agree with you and i think the main thing is that we're living in a world whereby I can I can have a call or I can do business with someone in Australia and I'm literally sitting here in the UK. And I think it's important to know the history, the geography and the politics of different places around the earth because it's more humanizing. I mean, like it's embarrassing for me to go into a, a professional business call and for someone to come and tell me, I, when, I, when I say I'm from Kenya, right? They ask me if Kenya is a city in the UK. Huh? <laughs> and I mean, I was just... I was Learned. shocked. And the thing is, like, no, <laughs> this is what I mean. It's like, I mean, it's some like... people still think that Africa is a country. Oh, yeah. And, like, you know, all of this different stuff. It's like, 
where why are you distilling our identity so much it's so important to teach people about different cultures all around the world and i'm a, an advocate for global history because people have all kinds of interesting history all around and there's lots of intersections right it just it's more humanizing it helps you realize that these people also have culture that is worthy of being put into the books of the curriculum. yeah no definitely that just reminded me of like i saw this tiktok and basically the guy it was a white guy and he was like oh um he was looking at the maps. So there was like, there's this um, website or this app oh, where you I can see that. like the size of a country compared to the other. Like, so like you can take a country and move it to the other, like on top of another country and see like how big it is in comparison. So then he was yeah. doing it and then he's moving the countries from Africa and it's like, it's taking like, you know how England is on the map is like that small, but then like you see some countries yeah. in Africa, they're also like quite small, but you think, okay, they're bigger than England, but they're, you know, they're still relatively small compared to like all these other countries. But then they'll put in like, for example, mm. Congo, over like america and it's covering like three states but on the map it literally looks like it's like that much of a state really tiny yeah, yeah, exactly. but apparently like Ooh. in real you know like the real um what's it called like the real rates of like the measurements or whatever when they, yeah. size, they size it down compared to like, Euro, like, yeah. european and western countries yeah and he was like why is that like why is Ooh. it that i remember so i thought i watched the documentary about that it was so long ago and they were justifying it by saying oh it's just because the map because it goes because when you put it on the globe or something like that it looks and i was just like no guys come on let's just do it for ourselves yeah no they, they were actually using it for what's it called they're using it because you have to have a compass pair of compass back then in the day to actually know where you're going so you decide the bearing what, of the ship but now, now. we've passed really that good. we've yeah we have google maps now right so i think that map now has gone from being something useful to something actually political now yeah. right and even even like this, so this is going to be a bit weird, right? But we we have to ask ourselves, for example, why is the map the way we see it today? And it starts basically the middle is Europe and Africa. It's basically to show that empire, right? I wonder why the map doesn't first show, show Asia or like and then the the countries around it. But it literally starts with almost Britain, sort of at the center, right? Even the GMT yeah. is like zero zero for whatever Britain, right? So it's literally like it's a, the Europe is literally the center of the world according to this map, and I, I think looking into that is quite interesting. Um, I have a question. Do you guys think that the fact that like there's a month given to Black History is appropriate, or do you think it should just be something that we learn throughout the year? Same with like, because really true, we don't have like a Asian History Month or like a do you know what I mean or like a South America History Month. Why do you guys think we have mm. specifically a Black History Month, and is it not insulting but is it kind of like low-key insulting that we're focusing our energy only on one month shouldn't it kind of just be something we learn throughout the year we celebrate throughout the year with other cultures as well or do you guys think it's important to have a month dedicated to black history i feel like it should be implemented within our curriculum because Mm -hmm. there are black british people in this country like why is it why are they just focusing like why is it just focused on um the white history like throughout the whole um curriculum so i feel like um having one month for black history month it, um it's not good i feel like it should be implemented in our curriculum yeah yeah no i, I actually agree with that go ahead Tim. um to be fair i not that i necessarily disagree but i think that i think it's because of the suffering that you know we've had because of slavery that we even i think we even like kind of get a month and Laura, i think when you just said that like actually they just i just did i was just thinking like to be fair like i don't know anything about asian history i don't know anything about south america do you know what i mean like i don't know any 
I don't know anything about South American history, anything about Asian history, anything about anywhere. But okay, yeah, like I I guess the average Brit might know about like you know like Martin Luther King and stuff and that. But I do think it's because of the the yeah the the whole slavery and what it how it affected us and I, I guess it's definitely it's definitely like a token you know oh sorry yeah. here you go. like here's a month for you. but yeah I don't know for me it's like it's better than nothing really because yeah others other um um was the word race I'm looking for or other ethnicities yeah ethnicities they don't they don't really get anything at all um so yeah. i just i literally just went now i think sorry yeah go on from the question but i literally just went and googled like what's the origin of black history month and because i was thinking in my head like i just i was just thinking okay it probably started around the time when like the like movement to like maybe eradicate slavery or to end like stuff mm. like apartheid and segregation and stuff like that i was thinking it probably originated around that time and it says yeah that it was um proposed by black educators in the United States um, at Kent State University. And that's where it first like started during that time in the 1970s, during the time when like racial tensions were very high. And I think they used it as a day to celebrate like the African diaspora, including African American history. So I I was just thinking like, I think it's kind of become outdated maybe because like, yes I think, that's I think what i think for them to have that month yeah but i think now we should we should be at the point where it should just be in the curriculum like it should say like you know in history we are going to learn about these things we're going to learn about everything that happened not just what happened here because like you said as well like it should be inclusive yeah. of all like because well we're in a multicultural country oh, I was about to say we that, should yeah. have we should have like everyone should be involved in like the learning about their history even if it's not necessarily british history because i can guess i guess you could say it makes more sense if you're going to school in africa you're going to learn about african history yeah you're going to english yeah. you're learn about english history but here it's more of a multicultural like yeah place. Exactly. like i can say go to zimbabwe like the schools are gonna be full of black zimbabwean kids like they're not necessarily gonna need to know about asian culture or like that because it's not their own but like here everyone is different everyone's from different places like they should have the right to know about where Ooh. they're from i think it's interesting though because like so I've got a lot of cousins that went to like international schools in Nigeria and things like that. And I think in those kind of schools in like high, I don't want to say higher pedigree schools, but the ones you're paying for, they teach you everything. They're not just teaching you Nigerian history. They're teaching you British history. They're teaching you Asian history because they want you to be a better, a well-rounded person as an individual. They don't, and maybe it's because you're paying tens of thousands of pounds a year, but I think it would just make so much more sense, especially living in Britain, that you learn about what Britain is. Britain was not built on the backs of just British people. It was built on the backs Africans, of people that Jamaicans, yeah. Africans, Caribbeans, Asians. Like we have we, all of these cultures that we just don't know anything about. Um, I do hear a lot though obviously this is very far right wing that I think for a lot of people they don't want to change the British curriculum because they think it kind of they're losing like Britain if that makes sense do you guys ever like see can you guys ever see their point of view I mean it is a very very far right point of view but there are English people Welsh people Scottish people whatever Irish people that would say no you guys are taking away from our culture you know the the typical you know it's not Britain anymore go back to where you come from I'm not saying I agree with them at all but I'm just saying I can see how if that's how they've grown up in that very small-minded perspective 
how they would be like, oh, this is not fair. Do you guys know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but what is... Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, no, I think for me, it's I'm just sort of, I don't know, the, the, I'm feeling all lives matter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very those kinds the, of people. Yeah, and yeah, and I think for me, it's it's also a bit, not, it's like, it's just ignorant because you want to talk about how you're losing your culture. We weren't even on the history books for mm, the past 400 years. So that's that's my... It's like now you feel how how we feel, right? And we have every right as young people to have black role models to look up to because they never end up in the books. We never hear about the civilizations that existed beforehand. We never even like when you're just studying history in general, majority of it will be Eurocentric yeah. history. You will not go yeah, you'll not go past high school without studying World War One, World War Two, but you'll never learn about the African soldiers that fought in World War One and World War Two. And you'll never learn about how the world well, war is also you know, fought in Africa I didn't even know that well, there was um right? there was yeah. a Windrush generation. Like I always re- wondered mm-hmm. why, the, like why are all the Caribbeans like they all have the British accent? My parents don't have the British accent. Mm. How come the um what's it called like what's going yeah. on? Like until we had that Windrush scandal, that's when I realized that oh damn, like there were actual um like that whole the whole thing happened and I'm like why did I not learn that in school it is part of the British history yeah. why did we not why did they not teach that to us and I think the Windrush the importance of them was after World World War or even during the World War um they had they came and helped rebuild exactly. our NHS helped help rebuild so many fundamental things in our society but we never learn about that we learn about I don't, know, it's just, I don't know, it's just so ridiculous to me that you have to go out of your way to find out these things that should just be implemented in us from mm. children. Like, you know, um, Ring Around the Rosie, we know that's about the Black Plague. We, don't, we know all of these things, but we don't know about things that were happening as of what? Like, yes, exactly. Years, years? Mm, yeah. And also, I think I'm just going to throw in a different question as well. Like, we're, we're obviously talking about, first of all, the history in itself, but we know that education in itself is a political institution. Exactly. You're going to be pushing some sort of agenda and therefore mm-hmm. it's prone to bias, right? So my question to you guys is, how do you feel about white British teachers teaching black history? Um, I think <laughs> that in terms of Britain, right, I think sometimes... How do I put this? Okay, I think black people are such a small population in this country that mm. it's unrealistic to think that all of us. I think what well, last measure we were like four percent or something like that. It's unrealistic to think that all of us are going to be able to be all the teachers in Britain, or do you know what I mean, or to fill every position. So I think I at this point I'd rather if I had kids, I'd rather my kids learn than not yeah. Learn. I'd rather someone there, mm. someone there teaching them something accurate than negating it at all. However, I do think it is important within Black communities that we have Black role models that our kids can look up to because, unfortunately, like Tegar, sometimes you might, your kid might be the only Black person in the class. You might be the only Black person in certain spaces. And I don't want to raise children that feel uncomfortable with that. I'd rather them be like, okay, I'm fine to be in my Black spaces, but I also know what my Black history is. I also know what my culture is. I also know what my parents' culture is. And I think that's what a lot of us had. Now, it would be nice, it would be lovely to have more Black teachers, more Black doctors, more Black lawyers, more Black everything. But until we get there, I just want it to be, I just want a place at the table. I just, mm. I just want us to be able to learn the things and then maybe work towards getting more Black teachers and things like that, if that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like um, mm. white teachers teaching Black history, I don't think it's 
bad, in my opinion. As long as they're saying it in a way that they're actually talking about Black history, they're not trying to, like, maybe victimise us or anything like that. Like, they're actually um, just explaining the history because sometimes Mm. I feel like um, white people might only learn from white people or, like, will only understand from white person because if a Black person was to now explain a struggle to a white person... They may not understand they might they may just think that oh it's just uh like you're just complaining or something like that but if another like i feel like we just need white allies to help us explain such um our history to their own counterparts so that we're able to like educate more people because sometimes you just won't understand from other like you won't they won't understand from me yeah um, for me, I think I think Oluchi used the right word. I'd rather them talk about like the struggle as opposed to teach the history. Because, for example, even in someone that might be very multicultural, in one classroom you might have someone who's Nigerian, Ghanaian, Ethiopian. They all have very different um, like cultures. All have very different histories. You know what I mean? So, like to just like have a broad, this is the black history. I think that in itself actually doesn't actually like solve anything but um there's this lady uh i don't know if you guys have uh, watched her youtube video before but she's like uh, this like old yeah. white lady and basically she goes jane elliot yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> elliot yeah she goes into yeah. spaces where and, and then she kind of tries to uh, in very like very creative way like try to get uh, uh people who are the majority usually in certain situations to understand what it's like to be a minority so she's done the thing like oh she separates people with in terms of like eye color so like all oh, brown eyed people go over here blue eyed or green eyed people go over here and then she might yeah she might treat the blue eyes and green eyed people differently and then yeah they can kind of understand what it's like to be a minority and how it feels and stuff so i think i'd rather i'd rather things like that be set up like regularly so like um like you know my white classmates can somewhat appreciate what it's like to be a, a minority one time and i'll give you guys a story as well so last year we were we, when we, we were taking up the freshies like we did this year and um there's this girl from back home she just joined um she just joined she's white and she just joined um cardiff uni last year so i just told her oh yeah i'm just taking out some freshies i didn't tell her that they're gonna be black freshies so she's the only white person oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> she's the only person in that group I, I like she felt so uncomfortable and all of this stuff and like but at the end of the day she was like oh i'm actually really glad you like did that to me because it, i did like see stuff from like a diff- different perspective because she was like when i saw white people i was actually like looking at them like oh my goodness that's another white person like that in my life before so yeah i think things like that are more beneficial i feel than like yeah, just telling a blanket story of all oh, this is a black history. You know what I mean? Because yeah, it's all different. So, yeah. yeah, no, definitely, I agree with that. I think mm. that that like the way that she, the um, Elliot, teaches people about like racism and like the bias in race is, I feel like it's the best way for someone to learn. And I think it would be best coming from a white teacher as well, because it's someone they can relate to that's telling them, hey, we we've got it different. 
and like because yeah because mm. like Alicia said from me they're just gonna be like oh like she's just complaining like she just needs to you know like move on and then at the same time that thing of like being in the situation is it makes you understand it more than just someone telling you like oh this is something that happens when you actually feel that uncomfortableness and we actually feel that like just like knowing that you're different knowing that someone's treating you differently based on something you can't control that's the only way that someone can really understand like the struggle to a certain extent and like I learned I have a story as well where I was walking um to the bus stop like I'm literally stepped outside my school me and my friends were all walking to the bus stop so uh, majority of my friends were black and then it was just one girl who was um um filipino and then this guy who was white and we're walking to the bus stop and then like a car drives past and the car slows down next to us and the guy shouts he goes you fucking niggas yeah out the car oh, wow. we're in uniform like we're full uniform like we're kids we were like oh, 14 this is like year nine so we're like 14 15 and and we were all like well like i didn't it did like it didn't we were all like okay wow but then it did <laughs> us to a certain extent wow like, yeah yeah, yeah. Like, that's we, like, 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 we all like yeah. shocked for a sec and we kind of like brushed it off and like laughed about it and then it wasn't until like the girl and the guy they were like so is that like does that stuff like just like you guys don't really seem upset and we're just like it is what it is like it happens and they were kind of that's when they realized they were like no that's really bad like do you just mm. have to deal with that and we're just like well what can you do and as well at the time we were like as well we're still kids like we didn't even know what could we do at that point and I think being in that situation really made them like force them to be like oh wow like this is someone's reality that they can just be walking down the street and someone is just gonna uh, like shout abuse at them yeah mm. yeah no I think first of all sorry yeah, that that girl, happened to you at all and like I, I feel like it also comes it also comes into um this idea because I remember I've had several debates about people with this um, when people are teaching history, uh, like specifically the civil rights movement, people need to stop acting like it was 5,000 mm. years ago. Because some of the people who are in exactly. those movements are still alive today. I think the first, the first black girl to ever be accepted into like a, a, a white school, white only school in the US until they had to get like, you know, agents around her to like protect her because people wanted to like, you know, uh, hurt her and stuff like that. Yeah. Right? She's still alive today and she's like 60. Right. And I'm like, you know, why are we teaching all these different like, you know, things like the way they are? And also another interesting thing before I get to the white teacher part, um, when they're teaching about black history and all that stuff in the history books, what they use are black and white photos. But did you know that Martin Luther King's speech is also in color? Right. The same thing for, for yeah, for Malcolm X. And so, like, by people, I mean, look at, let's look at the politics of that. When you show black and white, yeah, you must think, exactly. ah, you know, this is in the 1930s, 20s. Like, exactly. subconsciously, you're thinking it's a really long time ago, right? So, when these, if these pictures are available, mm. why not use them? That's my question, right? And then also now to the, the white teacher thing. I think that um, it's, it's totally fine for them to teach black history, but they also need to be aware of their biases. And they also need to, for example, um, have conversations with black students about, you know, the way they're teaching and also like, you know, it should be a symbiotic sort of relationship between the students and the teachers, especially if they're black. Uh, because sometimes, you know, you have some teachers who are literally being apologetic and they're trying to water down the, the stories of slavery or they're trying to sort of, you know, sometimes you overlook certain pieces of evidence that point to a conclusion that maybe doesn't support the Eurocentric narrative. So I think it's just all about educating yourself on your bias. And generally speaking, like, you know, being empathetic and also yeah. just like constantly checking yourself. Yeah. 
Did anyone want to add anything on like, that? In terms of educating people on Black history, I think social media has done like a really good like job at helping like spread the noise because there's a lot of stuff that like mm-hmm. I really didn't know, and then just by being on Twitter, you just like find out like just find that like, new things every day about your own culture about like other cultures so I feel like that um has really given us now the access to literally just at, it's literally at the tip of your fingers you can know anything about anyone which is just uh, very helpful for I feel like the younger generations are going to be a lot more educated in educated finding stuff yeah. online YouTube yeah. anywhere they can find videos yeah I agree I think the internet yeah. in general is the new like teachers and people like that I think you learn a lot just but I think especially you can go down such a quick rabbit hole as well just by like finding one thing and then you find something else and oh my god this happened and then this happened and this happened and I think that is good but I think it should it shouldn't just be on our backs to find out about things that we should just be taught in school or things that should just be normalized and I think it it's difficult when like I have this really really good white friend oh love her to be like one of my best friends in the world um I grew up in London in a place called Hackney which was like predominantly black people so um she went to a school in Hackney so she was like I think in secondary school out of 30 she was like one of only two white girls in her school and I think also it's so interesting hearing her perspective because she will be the first one to be like marching and helping us and she's she's such an ally and I think it's crazy because we, we both go to Cardiff now so when she met other white people she was confused why they didn't like the emphasis mm. they lacked was mad to her or like if they heard something that I was saying she didn't understand why they weren't like mm-hmm. trying to listen to me she didn't understand why people were trying to touch my hair because in her eyes she was like wait like she grew she's grown up with majority black people in her life so I think she's almost been like it's so confusing to her when white people don't act the same way she does because she just yeah. thinks that everyone should act this way so she'll be telling me stuff and I'm like oh okay like I didn't even know this because she just kept like she just cares and I think that's not a crazy idea it's not a crazy notion you shouldn't have to grow up in London to just yeah. understand other people's cultures if that makes sense. Mm. and I think I mean I'll just sort of add my own perspective to that in terms of like, yeah, I mean, it's very good to know people from all around. I had the privilege of going to a school where there was 50 African countries represented and those students from all over. And so I learned a bit about, you know, like, you know, Hausa culture. I learned a bit about Maasai culture. I learned a bit about some certain North African cultures, Central Africa and all that stuff. So I always think that it's very valuable to learn about those experiences. And Lisa brought up something about social media, and that's the new mode of teaching. And I think with my my sort of TikTok and like uh, podcasting and stuff is based on like African history. And I'd say that that whole process of being able to like learn all of that different stuff, for me, it was so enlightening. And seeing people, I mean, some people always comment things like, you know, I've learned more from TikTok than mm-hmm. I've learned in school. And that for me is shocking, right? It's like, it, it should never have to be, it, we should never have to go to the point, right, where you're um, researching for yourself when it's something to do with you and your culture, right? And I guess what we'll do is, if anyone has any last things to say, I think we're running a bit short on time, uh, just sort of wrap up for us. What's your general opinion on Black History Month? And what, what do you think we can do to make it better? Um, again, my general point is, it is a good tool to have. I would never say we should uh, get rid of it. I do think we should add to I think it shouldn't just be a month where we then learn about black history. I think it's just being embedded in our embedded in our 
curriculum embedded because it is embedded in our history so it should just be embedded in our yeah. curriculum how we teach our kids I think that and that's how you improve on it you make it so it's not just one month but it's throughout the year we're learning about not just black history every history because ultimately Britain has affected a lot of countries whether that's good or bad so that's another podcast but I do think we should just be learning about these things in a it should be a normalized conversation it shouldn't be something we grit our teeth through it should just kind of be something like yeah it should just become normalized in my opinion and I think that's how you make it better um I agree Ooh. like I think Lisa what about you a continuous thing that just is in the curriculum like we learn about everyone's history not even just black history like we just learn about history in general and like the right way not just the sugar-coated version that makes everyone comfortable because most of the history is is very uncomfortable to talk about but I think it needs to be talked about because if people aren't educated they can't have empathy for something that they don't know about so you can't expect people to be able to move past their ignorance if they don't know yeah I feel like with black history it's like I said we just need to celebrate it celebrate the 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 good things that happened um my in my opinion I feel like we should just so mostly focus on the good things just to help like make this month like a happy month rather than something that seems so down and so dark and stuff like that because it is like black history is dark as well but at the same time there's some stuff there's a lot of stuff to celebrate about Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think there's things to celebrate. I think there are people to celebrate as well. There are people that we don't even or have not even been taught about unless you actually go and do your research that have, you know, like changed modern medicine, science. I know, I think the grandfather or the, yeah, the grandfather of the internet or something, one of the founders was like a black man, I think. There was something to do with, um, when I was researching, uh, like some medical treatment, some guy, um, black black man was involved again that he never got credit for because he actually wasn't allowed to be a doctor or something 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 so there's just think there's so many people um that we can be celebrating oh can you not hear me oh sorry sorry um, no we can yeah um yeah i think there's just so many people that um we can be celebrating and uh, yeah so just yeah focus on that really Yeah, no, I'd say to wrap up from my point of view, I think my main message for Black History Month is like, yeah, I'd love to see it in the curriculum and uh, not just something like, oh, we do this month and then we forget about it. And also I'd like to see it not focus necessarily just on slavery and colonialism and Black struggle. I want to see us talk about, you know, ancient African kingdoms and the fact that there was, for example, uh, an African samurai once upon a time Mm -hmm. I want to hear the stories of Mansa Musa. I want to hear the stories of the C-sections that were happening in Uganda before the, the British came. Like all of these different stuff, they sort of just give you a different perspective of how different civilizations did things. And I'd argue as well that global history is something that should come uh, along with this whole package. I want to learn about different countries uh, and all that different stuff. But anyways, thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you've been able to make it this far, <laughs> you're a real one. And <laughs> yeah, you're a real one. And obviously, we're going to be bringing you guys more content on a weekly basis. And without further ado, I'd just like to close off Bye. this podcast and we'll see you next time. Bye.